Hey, Megan, I'm just still getting ready. <laughs> I can't find my outlet. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I forgot I had a work meeting. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Oh crap. Go outside. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm going to take you with me. Awesome. I was like, it's so nice out. I'm going to try this because I haven't tried it. So we're going to walk. Okay with that. Oh yeah, not a problem. Can you see me okay? No, I can't. Let me, oh, I think I figured it out. Okay, it had to access my camera. Okay, there I am. Well, All right. I'm like looking ah. a little weird, okay. I kind of look like I've got a disco ball. I don't know if it's my makeup or what. I did a makeup tutorial for my TikTok today and some stuff oh. didn't turn out right. And I, maybe I look a little bit orange. So hopefully, hopefully not. If I can try to adjust this. I adjust, you don't adjust. Huh. I'm really trying this something new. My mouth is driving me crazy today. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's much better. Oh my goodness. Okay, I've never done the outside, so like I said, this is new. Of course, okay. Behind me leaves her dog outside all the time. Oh my god, my neighbors do the same thing. Ugh. Like I don't know. I mean, I'm all for it, but like she'll leave them out for hours upon hours. Whatever. I don't care if she hears me. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, mine does that too. One, my good friend neighbor had fosters dogs and her dogs are awesome. The other lady on the other side of me, she's like involved in pyramid schemes constantly and she oh. leaves those damn dogs out all the time. And it, they look like hyenas. They sound like hyenas. Ugh. Of course, no Katana wants to get in on it. So it might not work outside. I'm going to have to take you inside. Jesus! Outside. Fuck you both. Hi, I'm going inside. Come on. See, if her dog wasn't outside, it'd be perfect. Katana, come. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You're painting my ass today. You went for a walk. She's of course like sweating her ass off. Go back to my basement. <laughs> I was looking at all your content. I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. <laughs> I love you. I, I was listening to your podcast today and I was listening to the one um, with the the lady who's the on the skydiving team. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. She sounds so awesome and her childhood sounds a lot like mine. Her mother sounds like mine and I'm just sitting there laughing. I'm like, oh my God, I love, I love this. Her. Oh, and she's like, washing machine <laughs> they don't want to do it down here but fine um yeah she's been in the industry for like ever and she just says whatever's on her mind i absolutely love her she's awesome 
Spider-Man for past got his shit around the crown. I'm classy today. <laughs> You're good. Oh, okay, that's better. Well, it's nice and cool down here. Perfect. So, um, thanks for doing this. I've, oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I was just like, not sure like which direction to go in, but you're kind of like all over the place, which I absolutely love. Yes, I'm a bit chaotic. <laughs> like she's like an onion. She's like, yes, I am. I definitely am. <laughs> all these layers. Um, so, and I love the fact that you're not afraid to speak your mind. Um, not at all. It's just, it's already recording, but I edit shit out. So that's why okay. I wanted to kind of have, like, just talk with you and kind of like see what we can do, like, as far as collabing. Mm -hmm. There's so many, like, ideas that you and I both have that we can probably just kind of cross promote. And, um, I mean, yeah, in the bigger scheme of things, I'd love to have you, like, as part of like podcasting and interviewing people. It, I would love that. That's such an honor. Like, oh my God. Because I don't have, like, enough time with supporting Pat with air shows. And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm just like all over the place. And then with the cosplay. So I would love to. I love it. I love your cosplay, by the way, you are the perfect wonder woman. Thank you. Yeah. I have to freaking stay fit and eat right for that. And it's hard. <laughs> I'm in an Italian and you love to eat. I am. <laughs> okay. I am composed. <laughs> so I was just thinking, um, just getting to know you more, I, I noticed that you have like a ton of followers. I definitely want to touch base on the whole, like, I mean, I don't know if you would consider yourself to be an influencer, but mm -hmm. I mean, TikTok, I'm like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, this month is mental health awareness month too. So mm -hmm. I want to touch that. And then the whole invisible, um, I don't know how you would call it, but you know, I was telling you about my chronic degenerative discs. So mm -hmm. Let's just see whatever comes out of our mouths. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My seasonal allergies are getting to me. So if I'm wiping my nose, I apologize. <laughs> so I'll just do my little intro and then we're going to take it from there. All right. My, you know, Pat called me. I'm like, babe, I'm busy. <laughs> Tell him I said hello. I will. And you go by Megan? Yes. Megan Elise? Yep. <laughs> Yes, Sloth Queen 170. <laughs> All right. I'll just go ahead and start. All right. Welcome to the Wonder Woman of Aviation. Today we have a special guest. Actually, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, Megan, aka Sloth Queen 170. 170. <laughs> Short term memory. Hi, Megan. Um, Super awesome to virtually meet you and see you. I know we've been kind of chatting virtually. Um, great makeup, by the way. Thank you. Likewise, it's wonderful to meet you as well. I, uh, I've been watching you from a distance. And I, like I said, I'm a big fan. And I, I love what you do. And I love the fact that you're kind of like comfortable. You're, you're a no-nonsense girl, first of all. I mean, you say- Yes, exactly. <laughs> Say what's on your mind. You're comfortable in your own skin. Um, something that I struggled with when I started podcasting was I initially didn't even do videos. I was like so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I say the wrong thing? Like, you know, I just didn't like looking at myself. Um, so I, I applaud you for getting out there, doing what you've been doing. Um, but I want people to know a little bit more about you and who you are. Um, would you mind sharing with us? How did you start, you know, 
I, I guess video podcasting, blogging, what, you know, yeah, how long have absolutely. You been um, it started off as kind of a thing to pass the time during the pandemic in 2020. I was bored out of my mind. I opted to take a voluntary leave of absence from work to help with the amount of people we were furloughing. Uh, we furloughed 34 dispatchers and some of us took voluntary leaves of absence to help prevent that and reduce that number. And I was very bored at home. So I got on TikTok. One of my friends introduced me to the app and I was like, what is this? This is stupid. And then I just started watching videos and was laughing so hard at some of these people. And then I adopted Abner, my swearing parent, and I just started recording him talking put him on TikTok and it blew up and went viral. And ever since then, it just, it, it, all, it didn't really happen overnight, but it, it kind of did. Like, I just did not expect it to go where it went. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know, I've seen some of Abner's videos. I'm like, holy cow, that's amazing. <laughs> How does she do that? <laughs> and for those of you who <laughs> got to check out Abner, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, so would you consider yourself to be, I guess, you know, an influencer? Um, I would say I'm like, uh, maybe like the diet version of an influencer, possibly maybe like more of your naughty aunt that's an influencer. Um, I feel like I'm so all over the place with the type of stuff I create. I just say what's on my mind. One day I may feel like doing a makeup tutorial. The next I may feel like talking about random crap we all had in our house in the eighties. So I'm, I think I'm a little bit too all over the place to be an influencer. And I don't really have, like, I've thought about going over to YouTube, but yeah. to make the videos on YouTube and to close caption all of them, because I close caption all my content myself, it would just be too much of an endeavor. So I think I'm just I'm just going to be a TikToker for now. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. I saw that you had Thank like you. 130,000 followers. If I was right. It's uh, 381,000. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's amazing. It, it, it's shocking. And it shocks me a lot when I'm out in public and people will come up to me in a store and be like, you're the lady with the swearing parrot. And I'm like, yes, I am. Does that ever take you by surprise? Like, oh, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. It just, it shocks me. It just cracks me up. I'm like, wow. And Abner, Abner, you're famous. <laughs> well, obviously you, you're the brains behind it all, um, which is, I know it's hard. I'm, I'm a kind of diving into the whole digital um, content world myself. And I'm just curious, like for those that are starting out, for those that are, you know, want to be where you're at, I mean, I'm sure mm -hmm. people are following that want like, how do I get more followers? How, how do I do this? Like, what advice do you get for someone who's just starting? Um, I would say be yourself and don't try to be anybody else. Just be yourself, be authentic because people love that. There is so much, I want to say copy and paste kind of influencers out there. Um, your style, your, your speech, your habits, your interests, the things you're into, people are going to relate to that on so many levels. And just being authentic is going to get you the right followers. To me, it's more of quality over quantity. So I know there's people out there that get offended by my content, people that don't like it, but you just got to say, screw them. Don't be bothered by the haters. A lot of people tell me they're hesitant to make content because 
they don't know how they could deal with the haters and the trolls. And I'm like, you know what? The people who do that, uh, they're either jealous, they're yeah. either bored, or they've been bullied in their life. And that's their way of fighting back against what they went through. So, you know, I deal with it with a sense of humor as much as possible, or I try to educate people if they're saying something very ignorant. So definitely don't let that stuff get under your skin. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. You hit it right on the nose. Like you kind of just have to be your authentic self. Um, mm-hmm. like- started I was just like what do I talk to what do I talk about what do I say like I was, like getting in my own head and I'm just and I did have the trolls I did have the haters they're like oh god another podcast another female empowering podcast about aviation because I focus around women in aviation and I throw in like men in there too yeah <laughs> I know what you're talking about but um you know and I think it was Carol who told me she's like for every hater you're gonna have you know a, a thousand people that absolutely love what you're doing. Yes, and absolutely. Just, Could not be said more perfectly. Yeah, it's and it's just getting outside of my own head and just like, okay, just just got to do it. And and that's something that you do and you do well. Um, so do you? How do you create your like story? Do you like have like a plan? Like, hey, I'm gonna do this today or whatever. Just pops in your head. Just whatever pops in my head. Sometimes I'll write things down. Um, Usually I I look at what people like and that are most interactive with, and I I tend to stick with content that, you know, kind of goes on there. Like I do a lot of trends I hate videos. I get a lot of good feedback on my aviation aircraft dispatcher Q&A videos because people don't know that this job exists. And it's really fun to enlighten people about what we do. And um, same with the exotic animals I have with rescue, bringing a lot of awareness to that. People are very fascinated because they don't typically see these things go on. They think, oh, animal rescue, dogs and cats, but bringing light to another side of it, that there's a whole lot of stuff going on that they're probably not familiar with and helping people get over their fear of snakes, which is really just heartwarming to me. People will comment and be like, I used to be terrified of snakes until I found your channel and saw that they're, your snakes are actually pretty cute and they're interesting and I'm not afraid anymore. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like, I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah. They're they're cute from a distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many snakes do you have? Currently, I've got four. They're all my foster fails, as I call them. They're ones that came to me as rescues that I ended up keeping for myself. Currently, I don't have any fosters. Word around the rescue is that we may be getting a large reptile intakes. So I've got space cleared out, ready to take on whatever comes my way. And it's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It, it's <laughs> very interesting. Sometimes we see some strange things. Wow. Yeah. And I, again, I applaud you because that's not something that every person would do. So rescuing. Yeah. <laughs> pause, but I'm like, I looked, I saw the snake skin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, let's take it back to, cause you mentioned dispatching. So my podcast is about women in aviation. And I like to kind of talk about the different careers. Like you said, not a lot of people mm-hmm. know what a dispatcher is. So, mm-hmm. um, what exactly do you do? You work for a major airline or one of the smaller, bigger airlines. Uh, what mm-hmm. does a dispatcher do? 
the best way to describe a dispatcher's role is the pilot's eyes and ears on the ground. We're keeping an eye on them, keeping an eye on things that may be pertinent to the safety of flight. We're required, uh, if you're a 121 scheduled operation, to have aircraft dispatchers to work in conjunction with the captain, you both have joint authority and responsibility for safety of the flight. And our job is really just multifaceted. We're looking at weather, routes, interfacing with ATC, ground delay programs, ground stops, what may be going on in an airport, airport conditions, things at the airport that may be an operative, like lighting and approach systems, also hours that airports operate. Some airports have curfews. You may not be able to take off or land at a certain time. There may be air shows in the area or military activity. We have to keep an eye out for warning things like that. And just keeping an eye on the flights, how they're progressing, you know, what kind of weather is building up along their route that I need to communicate with the captain about and how we can possibly avoid it or deviate from it. What about alternate airports? If there's a weather event at the destination, we may have to go someplace else and get fuel and wait it out a little bit. And all the odds and ends that come up in between. And I always say between my job and seeing these stories that we have to deal with with some passengers or even just the strange day-to-day -day things that might happen at an airline right. and my experiences with exotic rescue, it's impossible to shock or surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, an ever-changing, I mean, it's an ever-changing industry. Each day is not the same. Um, yes. Can you talk about like what's the craziest thing that's happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, I'm trying to think. I'm sure. Oh, Lord, there, there's been so many, so many crazy things that have happened over the years. Um, I want to say probably my second year after I got hired, it was a very quiet night. It was just dead silent, nothing going on. And then all of a sudden we get an ACARS message, which is like the, you know, the text messaging system for people who aren't aware of the jargon with aviation. It's a, basically a text messaging system between us and the aircraft, that there was someone who created a Wi-Fi hotspot and named it Bomb On Board. And so they were almost at their destination. They declared emergency, it landed. FBI comes out with the bomb sniffing dogs. Turns out it was a 19 year old kid who thought it would be funny to create a hotspot and name it Bomb On Board. It wasn't so funny when the police and the FBI showed up to talk to him. Right. That's scary, crazy, stupid all at the same time. Yes. It, it's amazing what people think they can do and get by with on right. a, essentially a metal tube. You've got 70 other people watching you. So it's right. not a good idea to, to try and lie and do something naughty that you shouldn't be doing. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, that is, that is crazy. That's definitely on the crazy radar. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> even think of like all the I mean I, I'm in air well now I'm downstairs but I was upstairs myself I have so many crazy situations it's just like I, I can't even sit here and name them all I've had people just take off their clothes just yeah. mm -hmm. just take everything off in the middle of the flight and just like okay it's <laughs> insane we have we get that too more often than you would think people that are uh, exposing themselves to yeah. other passengers on flight like what are you doing Keep it in your yeah. britches. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, let's put our clothes back on and take it back to how did become a dispatch? Like, uh, the, yeah. So the way I got into it, I went to college, undergraduate degree at Indiana State. Go trees. And we were the sycamore, so it's always a joke. Go trees, because we have the lamest mascot ever. So I did my degree in aerospace administration. I knew I didn't want to be a pilot because I've always been a homebody and it sounds very L Woods and kind of like an airhead thing, but I've always been obsessed with fashion. And I'm like, there's no way I could stand to go to work every day in a uniform. That would drive me nuts. I would be miserable. So I wanted to explore other careers. And my dad, he must've been very psychic or something because he's like, I'm telling you right now, do not spend all of your money on flight training because you may never know what would happen to you in the future if you weren't able to hold down a medical. And boy, am I glad I didn't do that. But yeah, I wanted to get into something more behind the scenes. And my former mother-in-law is actually an aircraft dispatcher. So I went to work with her one day and job shadowed her. And I was very intrigued, very fascinated by it. And I had enrolled in dispatch school at the time. And after that, I knew I had made the right decision. So to get an aircraft dispatcher's license, you have to be licensed and certified by the FAA. You go through a series of exams, your practical, your oral, and your written exam, which is the same thing as the airline transport pilot written. So you have to typically do about six weeks of coursework that covers everything from weather, meteorology, airport conditions, some forecasting, aircraft systems, performance, you name it, you cover it all. And the school I went to, Sheffield School of Aeronautics, they're a very great school, great reputation. It's very intense. And they had a correspondence course that was a combination of distance learning along with the in-person coursework you go down the last two weeks to finish the remaining coursework, take tests, your practical, your oral. And that's what I did. And I really had a great experience with it. And I learned so much. It was very intense, but I really enjoyed it. Well, I was just about to say, like, I'm sure it's an intense job. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, like, yeah. factors of weather, you've got different, <laughs> Um, you've got different personalities that you've, you've mm-hmm. got to deal with. Um, how do you kind of get your mind set like right prior to work after work? I'm sure mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of energy that's thrown at you. Um, yeah, I always take time to just kind of decompress before work and I'm obsessed with makeup. I love doing makeup. I love doing makeup tutorials on my TikTok channel. So for me, doing my makeup, listening to podcasts, just having that me time to zone out and relax and be creative is really fun for me. I really enjoy it. That just kind of gets me chilled out before I go in, especially before a really stressful day. I read a lot of books. So just getting lost in a book, even before work, if I've got like 10 minutes while I'm sitting in my car before I go in or start my shift, then I'll do that and read my book or even just play a mindless game of Candy Crush before my shift starts. That kind of helps me zone out. But coming home at night, um, listening to podcasts, listening to the radio, sometimes just being in utter silence and taking my hearing aids out and just enjoying the sweet sound of silence really does help me decompress. Um, I 
will watch TV when I come home. Sometimes I'll watch very mindless things because I'm just like, I can't handle anything intense. I've got to just zone out, whether it's Teen Mom or an episode of Dr. Phil, whatever mindless garbage fast food television I can watch to zone out to, it usually does the trick. (laughs) Yes, Maury. Oh my gosh, yes. I do the same thing or I'll just sit there and scroll. Um, yes. and, you know, I asked that question because I, I recently had someone, um, a fit aviators, aviators club. Um, he, you know, practices mindfulness and we were talking about the industry and how it went from, you know, being stagnant and, and kind of nothing was going on till now. Now it's like completely opposite. Oh yeah. I mean, people are not, you know, used to handling the, the flight loads, the stress. There's a lot mm-hmm. of traveling, um, so mindfulness, mental health is, is very important, especially mental health month. Um, mm-hmm. in general, it's not just a month, you know, I, I'm a big advocate for taking care of yourself. So that's mm-hmm. for me, it's an important yeah. Absolutely. And I always say everybody can benefit from a therapist. I, I don't know where I would be without my therapist. And that was something I was very afraid to speak up about initially when I did start talking about mental health on my TikTok channel, because there's a huge stigma in aviation about mental health. If you come out and say, I have depression or I have anxiety, people will look at you like you're in a safety sensitive job. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know about that. And I said, you know what, my story could help save lives and the fact that it has, and when I get feedback that it has, it's a very overwhelming, very powerful thing. And I knew that keeping quiet about it was something I, you know, it would have been the wrong choice. Speaking out was the right choice. And when you hear from somebody that I was going to hurt myself tonight and I didn't do it because I found your channel, I found your video and it's it's the right thing to do. And I'm very glad I spoke out about it. And I've always said, if somebody thinks I'm less capable of a dispatcher, because I've spoke out about my struggles with mental health, that's on them, not on me. Exactly. No, I, I, you said it well, I mean, I've, I've struggled with it myself and I still do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a stigma behind it in general and not only like aviation, but culturally it's like, yes. Oh, you know, you're, you're not supposed to go to therapy. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to, it makes you a weaker person, or we don't believe in that. Like, you know, I've, I've heard yeah. this for uh, the American culture and I'm like, what? <laughs> like just, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can all it's obscene. So that's something that I grew up with. And then, you know, I, I did seek a counselor. I did seek help and then, you know, medication as well. So it's just like, some days are good. Some days are bad, but you can still function as a person. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, for those of you out there, if you're struggling with mental health, definitely reach out. There's support out there. There's hotlines. There's a ton of resources available. Reach out to myself or Megan. Um, you don't have to go this alone. So thanks Absolutely. for about it. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go back to like, we briefly kind of, we're talking about different topics we can discuss and we could talk about anything, but with mental health is also, you know, wellness and health and so I struggle personally, and I'm going to open it up about it because I've been like so ashamed to talk about it, like um, chronic illness, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. With. Um, I have degenerative discs and people see me, they're like, oh, you, you work out, you know, you do the cosplay, you're Wonder Woman. It's like, but there's something there that you're not seeing just because you can't mm-hmm. see what I'm going through doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm not hundred percent all the time and I get judged. Um, oh, um, yeah. 
and it, mm-hmm. it sucks. It's just like, it does. It does. It's, it was a very shocking thing to me when well, I got diagnosed with Meniere's disease in 2017, but it didn't get aggressive and violent until 2019. And that's when I had to go through all the treatments to destroy my vestibular system to become functional again. And it left me with a permanent disability with imbalance. And I have to walk with a cane probably will be the rest of my life. I'm very hard of hearing, have to rely on very powerful hearing aids. And sometimes when I go to a store, I, I like to try and push a cart because that's a huge accomplishment for me. I had to learn how to push a cart again in vestibular rehab three years ago, but sometimes I'm just don't have the energy. I'm very fatigued. And I just go and grab one of the motorized scooters. And the nasty looks I get from people are astounding. It was a huge shock to me. And it's always from older people, it seems, older women. Like, do you think I got the cane from Spirit Halloween from a costume shop? I mean, you know, do I need to show you a driver's license to show you I'm of legal age to have a disability to operate this thing? It is just astounding how ignorant people are. Yeah. And, and it's the same with me. It's just like, but you work out. Why, why are you not, you know, yeah. you know what? I can't uh, get my shoe on today without bending. Like, oh. yes, because it restricts my, my mobility. Like sometimes I, I wake up and I feel like someone just beat the crap out of my back with a hammer. <laughs> That's yeah. part of what they- They just don't get that you have good days and you have bad days on the good days. I feel like I can do anything on the bad days. I'm not moving out of bed. Yeah. So that's something that I struggle with. And it's like, it it goes in hand in hand with mental health. And it's just, yes, I just wish the world would be nicer. (laughs) I do too. I really wish they would just, I, I always say there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. I always tell people, I don't want sympathy. I don't feel sorry for myself, but having empathy and just understanding that, Hey, that person's going through something that I may not exactly understand, but I can understand it's hard on them and they're experiencing something difficult. And maybe I shouldn't be a jerk. I love that. The difference between sympathy and empathy. Yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. want someone to feel sorry for me. I just don't want to have to sit here and explain or have to show you, like, yeah, this is what I'm going through. Um, Mm -hmm. Believe me, you don't have to, just because I look okay doesn't mean that I feel okay. Yeah, exactly. um, Yeah, that's definitely something I want to be okay with talking about. Again, the stigma, you know, there's a sense of like embarrassment. There's a sense of, for me personally, and I don't know if you went through this, it's like, I was ashamed. I was ashamed to talk about, Oh yes, this is my body. This is who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. however, I got this, I got this. And this is something that I'm living with, but now I'm opening up and people are like coming to me, like, Oh my gosh, like the same thing. Like you have the same thing that I do and you work out and you look great. Well, I freaking work my ass off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, you know, my life hasn't stopped. I just learned to adapt in different ways. Mm -hmm. That's very well said. It is true. It's, you're definitely going through an adaptation process to get used to it. And I was very embarrassed how I looked after I went through that because I was very wobbly. Sometimes I am still wobbly. If I've been walking around a lot or I get tired, I walk like I'm drunk and people will give me strange looks. And I'm just like, now whatever. If someone's going to look at me like I'm drunk, then that's their problem. They shouldn't stare. And my second grade teacher, she was, she was an amazing woman and said that, you know, when you guys, I've seen some of you guys staring at the kids with disabilities 
and their classroom and laughing at them. And just so y'all know, you shouldn't be doing that. They're just trying to live their lives like you and I are. They just have to do things differently. Yeah. And that was so well said that, you know, people with disabilities are doing the same things everybody else does, but we just do them differently. Right. And that's how I think I started wording it. It's not a disability. Mm -hmm abilities in a different aspect we're just yes different ways you know we mm -hmm. have strengths and weaknesses and we're just figuring it out our own just whatever works best for us so yeah I absolutely I talk about it more and the more support I've got gotten with you know anxiety and depression and this I'm just like you know what I'm I'm broken and it's I mean I'm not broken but I'm broken but it's okay mm -hmm. it is it's okay to not be okay sometimes <laughs> And I just find different ways, like creatively, like the podcasting for me has helped me just come out of my shell. Um, I'm a writer as well. So it's just different ways of just expressing myself. I think that's important as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. The thing I had to get used to, the hardest thing when I started my TikTok channel was talking to myself. I'm like, I'm talking I haven't mastered that <laughs> so many people, but I'm like, I just sound like I'm talking to myself. I sound like I'm crazy. And I hated the sound of my own voice for so long because I've always had this very low raspy voice, even since I was a child, like telemarketers never asked to speak to my parents because they thought I was like a 50 year old woman. So I just hate the sound of my voice. And then people started telling me, I like the sound of your voice. You sound like Lilith from Frasier. And I really started to embrace it. And I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, I don't sound as ratchet as I thought I did. Oh, and, and your voice, I mean, it, it captures your attention it's like it does it's just like oh that's different like I love yes <laughs> that, that's, I'm trying to master talking to myself people that do the podcast too it's like I don't know how you do it because I'm like looking at myself I'm just like yes do I answer myself <laughs> so weird and even when i'm out in public and filming little things for tiktok i'll be in my car recording myself and people will look over at you like what's she doing and i will sometimes feel self-conscious about that i'm like don't stare at me <laughs> yeah oh well i want to touch on the, the tiktok thing again because i'm obsessed with it like i'm trying to figure it out and, and I, I, you know, I noticed that you have followers and fans too which is pretty mm -hmm. awesome mm -hmm. um was is there like a crazy fan story that you can share um i've had dudes send me marriage proposals like will you marry me um no i won't i get a lot of these people who will leave like scammy things on my Meniere's disease content like mm. i tried this and it worked for me have you tried like this medical medium and i just i get very protective over people who are vulnerable and in a position to get scammed wow. like that and i'm like you are not going to come on here and talk about this buffoonery and you know trick people out of money uh pyramid scheme people that's one thing i'm really passionate about is speaking out against these pyramid schemes because they trap vulnerable people in them and people will be like review my pyramid scheme product and I'm like absolutely not um, no <laughs> so I get some really strange things you're susceptible to different people trying to I guess yeah use your platform in mm -hmm. a negative way oh yeah yeah and I will give TikTok great credit because they are really good if someone's trying to do something scammy if somebody is even so much as 
talking about their MLM multi-level marketing products, they'll shut it down and be like, you're not going to do that on here. And I think that's very good of them to do that and protect people who would otherwise be in a position to get taken advantage of. Wow. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I didn't know they did that. So I, mm-hmm. and I haven't used that platform, but I'm going to start using it more. Be more they, I will say I've gotten some strange things on there. Abner, my swearing parrot, he's gotten content violations left and right for oh. nudity. He's a parrot. I'm not going to put clothes on him. That's not going to go over well. I'm not going to have fingers missing because of it. I've gotten dangerous content violations for snakes. It's like, well, it's a a ball python it's not capable of hurting anything Uh, its teeth look like toothbrush bristles it's not a venomous snake but typically they're really good about restoring it once you send an appeal in (laughs) wow a naked parrot like (laughs) yes exactly exactly not the swearing they don't filter that (laughs) yeah it's it's the the nakedness of him and i'm like you've got to be kidding me i mean really (laughs) Well, um, for those that want to check you out, um, how can they find you? So you're on TikTok. So can you give mm-hmm. me a handle again? Yes, I'll- I'm sloth queen underscore 170. I had to add the underscore in there because I got a notification like two years ago from TikTok. Somebody else had taken the sloth queen 170 name, which is my name on Instagram. And I thought, what in the world? I had this originally. So yeah, sloth queen underscore 170. Why sloth queen? <laughs> I've always been obsessed with sloths. I love sloths so much. Like I, when I first saw a sloth in person at the Indianapolis Zoo, I had a meltdown. I was crying. I was squealing. It was embarrassing and people were staring and I just have always loved them. They're so fascinating. They're so cute. They have like whole ecosystems living on their fur of algae and sloth moths. And they're just so cool and how they do things and I I'm just addicted to sloths <laughs> they're so cute <laughs> they're adorable they're just adorable okay awesome well I don't want to keep you much longer um I just wanted to let people know that you exist when I found you I was like obsessed I'm like okay I can't stop watching <laughs> thank you likewise I love your podcast it, it's amazing it's yeah. awesome. It's, it's, it's been a, a journey. Um, I'm changing and growing each and every time. So it's, it's definitely, I want to try. My next thing is to talk to myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your podcast is so refreshing because I'm constantly seeing these like sort of alpha male misogynist podcasts that say very ignorant <laughs> things about women. And it's like, no, you're not going to say that. Get your ugly butt off that podcast and we're going to set you right. So it's, this is refreshing. I love it. Thank you for that, I've listened to some podcasts and I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. It's such mm-hmm. a monotone. And then the guests and, and some people just aim for like, they want the A-listers or the top Yes. I, I, mm-hmm. that's not my goal. My goal is to be genuine and to actually represent the real women of aviation. And men. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. More than just pilots and flight attendants. And there's just so yes. many aspects of aviation that like, if people are interested, you know, the jobs are out there. Just, you know, you just got to know the right resources, find the right people, mm-hmm. talk about it more, um, get yes. to know yourself. 
Yeah. And my biggest thing is when I see, I hear from people who have lost their hearing or have a disability that I never thought I could get into aviation because I thought, you know, the only jobs are pilot or flight attendant. I couldn't do that. And it's like, no, there's so much you can do so much more. It's a huge industry. There's a lot of things you can get into. Oh yeah, absolutely. Airport operations, just operations in general, super mm-hmm. right. There's just like the list is endless. It is. I mean, if, if someone out there is interested in pursuing aviation, I myself am worked for a major airline as well. Megan does. So definitely reach out to both of us. Follow our channels. I'm on the Wonder Woman of Aviation. Obviously, you're you're listening to it now. <laughs> and Sloth <laughs> Queen. I'm just gonna just do Sloth Queen. I don't know about the one. That's step. fine. That, yeah, I I put that on there because Sloth Queen was originally taken, oh. just plain Sloth Queen. And I'm like, well, Embraer 170s are the air craft that I dispatch that my company has. I'm like, let's go with 170. <laughs> okay, now it's clicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Awesome. I thought, yeah, that works. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can a viewer uh, look forward to on your next episode? Do you have anything planned? Any sneak peeks that you can talk about? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, if we get a new reptile, like at the rescue, probably going to be a lot of content on my channel about that and sharing their stories. So we, I never know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's like one day at a time here. I never know what I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm definitely going to follow your tutorial and do some makeup. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I love makeup. It's so much fun. Just, I absolutely love it. A uh, famous makeup artist, Robert Welsh follow, started following me and commented on one of my videos. And I, I just had a fangirl moment was screaming, freaking out. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is exciting stuff. That would be if Linda Carter commented on me, I'd like freak out. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get her. That is my goal in life to actually have a podcast with Linda Carter. That yes, would, that would be awesome. That would make my world, but <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Abbreviation. For those of you, stay tuned. I don't know who I'm going to have next, but you know what? If you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. All right, cool. Well, thanks. And then I'll end it there. Awesome. Okay. I was like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to talk. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks for doing this. Um, definitely, I'd love to have you and see how we can collab. Um, Would love it. The interviews like are endless. I have so many people that I just I just don't have enough time for. So, um, mm-hmm. you're, what are your off typical hours like? I work uh, Thursday through Sunday. Okay. I start at three forty-five. Log in around like three thirty just to make sure like my Wi-Fi is not messed up, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's, uh, when I started, I'm off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. You got three days off. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. That's why I like, I can't imagine giving this up. Like if I had to go work nine to five, I, my soul would be destroyed. I I'd be back in the loony bin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm putting in for a job. Hopefully I get it. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, it's social media, but it's like three days in the office and two days from home. So I'm like praying that I get that and just get out of ops. Cause I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Pat was telling me some of the stuff about you working on ops and I'm like, Oh my God, it sounds like some people in there are just, ugh. yeah, it's so old school antiquated, your typical old white male mentality. It's just, yeah, they don't, they're not accepting. So I'm just like, regardless of whatever they're trying to push, it's not there. So I'm just like, I'm going to be positive. Yeah. I'm going to put it in the universe and I'll get yes. it. 
Yes, exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll keep in touch. Um, awesome. Yes, absolutely. And then just let me know what you're interested in doing. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Anything you need me for, I'm here. Love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.